Welcome to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host. Today, we welcome Arlene Willis. Arlene has a bachelor's degree in industrial engineering and a master's degree in transportation and highway engineering. She built her career in transportation systems, policy, technology integration, enterprise software development, and planning for about nine years before taking a 13-year career break. She has been at the Florida Department of Transportation for over two years now. Her first full-time role after her relaunch following a shorter period in a part-time role while taking courses in aviation. We'll talk about her relaunch and how she did it, including working in a part-time role as a senior program manager for the IT Women Foundation, and how she was able to get back into a demanding role in the transportation industry after so many years away. We'll also talk about how it feels to be back now, over two years after her relaunch. Arlene, welcome to 321i Relaunch. Thank you, Carol, for having me. I really am happy to be here. Well, we're excited to have this conversation. And why don't we start by getting some background on your career leading up to your career break? My career leading up to my career break was in transportation still, but with Broward Mass Transit in Florida. And then I moved. I had two mini breaks before the big break. One was two months and one was seven months. So I worked with the MTA in New York City as well. And uh, one of the roles that I did was checking uh, ride checking staff in the field and spot checking that they were conducting their counts correctly. I also wrote business cases. And the two most memorable for me were rerouting bus service away from the power plants throughout the Bronx and upper Manhattan and also later reintroducing bus service to the Wall Street area. Both of those were prompted by the events of uh, September 11th, 2001. Mm -hmm. With the Broward County Mass Transit Division was where I started writing uh, technical papers, and in particular, leaving a legacy of a bus ridership database, which they're still using today for route analysis, and it helps to inform decisions for the long-range planning activities. Some of the technology things that I did at Broward County included working with transit signal priority and facilitating interdepartmental conversations so that traffic engineers would speak to transportation and transit planners on the whole idea of having buses communicate with traffic signals. And that today is more commonplace than it was then. So that's interesting because, of course, as someone who's not at all in this field, the whole idea about buses communicating with traffic signals is, I, I guess, maybe something I was remotely aware of, but wow, I, I, it's, it's very interesting. And it shows just how specialized certain types of, of engineering can be and that there's this whole field of, of traffic engineering. Uh, so Arlene, can you talk about what prompted your career break and how long you were on career break? My career break was a three-stage process, two months, then seven months, then 13 years. There was one break of two months when I moved from Florida to uh, New Jersey and worked with the MTA in New York, and that was when I got married. And then there was a second break two years, a, a year and a half later for seven months when I moved back from New York 
to Florida. And this was after September 11th. Once I returned, I worked again with the Broad County Mass Transit Division and then took another break at the second baby. So I had this break because I had family. I was a trailing spouse. And then I had my firstborn had some health ailments. And so I needed to take that break to take care of her. And it took me a long time to transition and restore my well-being because while I was on that break, four years into those 13 years, I also became a victim of domestic violence. Mm, Okay. I have now transitioned and I've been very well since. And I have onboarded with Florida Department of Transportation and doing very well. Well, I'm very glad to hear that now. And thank you for talking to us about something so personal. It's, It's very generous of you. Um, so you were on a 13-year career break, and can you just give us some more detail about when you decided you were ready to go back, and then what were the actual steps that you took that led to you getting hired again? I knew I was ready to get back to the workplace when I knew that my son was going to be safe walking from the school bus home. So before he was of age, that was my second baby. Before he was of age to walk in from the bus to home, I would have to meet the bus or I would have to pick up the kids at school. And just picture it. Mom, I became single. I had two kids in two different schools with two different schedules, two different sets of extracurricular activities and just one me. (laughs) So I had to meet the 4.30 bus every evening. So I knew I was ready to get back once he was able to safely walk in. I see. So then once that happened, that was, that was kind of a milestone moment that, that you recognized and were kind of planning for when your son reached a certain age. Then right after that, did you automatically think you were going to go back into a, uh, something related to what you left or the same field? Or was there any sort of a process where you were figuring that all over again before you actually went on the active job search. Carol, thank you for asking me that question because that was a question I was complected with during the break. It was never a break where I just never did anything professional. I kept my foot in the door by working part-time or doing volunteer work within the field and outside of the field, of course, at my kids' school as well. And so when it came time to go back into the workplace, one of the key steps I took was to assess myself and to figure out for myself, did I want to return into transit? Did I want to return into the workplace doing something else? And what happened for me was I realized I needed to be in a dynamic environment. And for me, the transportation industry provided that. What I did was I went to a local college. I took some aviation courses. It got me waking Mm -hmm. up my brain, speaking to professionals, younger professionals, and just figuring out some of the new language that was being used in industry. I also got a chance to work part-time in the aviation industry while finding myself again, because when you go through a break, especially for family, you change, you shift in ideas, and you also grow. So this is so 
instructive and revealing about a, a thought process. And uh, I remember when, when we were talking earlier, you had told me that I relaunch was helpful in your process. And I want to ask you, how did you find out about iRelaunch and specifically what uh, within our tools and resources and community did you find helpful? So let me back up a bit, Carol. While I was on that break, I tried to marry who I was before as a professional in transportation and in the mm -hmm. STEM field, in a STEM career as a woman, and also now being so involved in schools. And what happened for me was I learned through a colleague of a part-time position with IT Women. And I worked with IT Women as the role model speakers coordinator. I got a chance to be in schools, share my passion for the STEM careers, and also introduce professionals to the schools for it. What ended up happening was my supervisor and my boss, Victoria Oshorenko, who is the founder and CEO at the time of IT Women, she said to me, Arlene, uh, people are trying to find you and they can't find mm -hmm. you on LinkedIn and they're not finding you online. You need to have a LinkedIn <laughs> profile. <laughs> and I laughed it off a couple of times. And then I realized, you know, it's time to get vulnerable and share who I am with the world. And I created that profile and I put it on. And then I started to reconnect with old colleagues and people I had worked with before and people who I went to college with before. And when I was searching for how to go back to work, I happened upon I relaunch. And Carol, I think our, our communications with each other span several yes. years. So I really want to say thank you very much for being there because what ended up happening for me was the language that you used and the posts that you shared and the links that you provided gave me an opportunity to reframe who I was as a professional. I wasn't just someone who took a break and now I want to go back. I was someone who took a break for a worthy cause, and I was relaunching mm -hmm. my career. So the whole language of relaunching and opting in came from my interaction with the posts that you had and, mm. and so on. Well, I'm very glad that that language and the thought process helped. I, I like the way you, what you call it with the reframing that, that that's, that's a, a, a very good way of summarizing what part of the transition we go through as relaunchers. Uh, so you talked about when you were a, in the role model speakers program, it sounds like you were a role model yourself speaking um, in, in front of audiences. And I don't know, was it classrooms or students? And Okay. Yes, it was classrooms. That's interesting. You picked up on that one because it was a really great fit because my role was coordinating with professionals who have their busy work days and school administrators and teachers who wanted to share the STEM uh, subject area as a career for their students, in particular girls, because one of the key things IT Women does is provide scholarships for girls who want to pursue careers in uh, in the STEM field. So uh, what used to happen was if I had a no-show of a speaker, ah. I would be the speaker. So I always, <laughs> had, a, I always had a canned presentation. 
I was the backup. Yes. Um, that's great. <laughs> and it's really interesting too, because you weren't relaunched yet, but you had this professional identity and you were a role model. Uh, and and I, I don't know if that, if that uh, was helpful in your mindset when you're going through the relaunch to already sort of remind yourself about your professional status and identity? Yes, Daryl, you're right. It's helped to keep me positive in my mindset because on, on the domestic front, I was going through so much emotionally and I had to find a way to stay positive. So for me, it was a way to stay mm. positive. And I o- not only did work with IT Women, but when I also went back to school in aviation and also worked part-time in aviation, that also helped me to you know, stay mm-hmm. positive. And as much as I didn't consider those as career moves, they in effect helped my ultimate career move when it was time to go back out. So yes, it was a helpful mindset move for me. And so let's now return to the steps that happened that led to your role in the Florida Department of Transportation. Can you walk us through like sort of sort of a play-by-play of what happened and how you got there? Oh, sure. It happened in three steps. First, I decided to go back out to the workplace, and then I had to regroup or find my tribe again, which happened with my interactions with professionals on LinkedIn. And one of the key things that happened was one of a, a, a dear colleague of mine from many years ago, I reconnected with her, and we decided to meet in person and have lunch. And then uh, her name is Tuha Nguyen. And she invited me to a lunch and learn, a professional event that she was hosting in the auditorium of the department I work in today. And I then started to look at vacancies and I had to apply for the vacancy online. But then I had this network that I could tap into to find out more about the position, more about the industry, more about the specific department I had even applied for. And that was really how I got back in the game. It was a series of steps. It was, you know, you can always have passion. You can always have a need for financial security. For me, I really wanted to have a hope for a better future for my children. However, you have to take some steps and be willing to be vulnerable again, to reach out, to ask for help. And that was really what got me where I am today. And so I went in and I interviewed and I've hit the wrong running and I'm not wow. looking back. Um, that's that's really something. When you were interviewing, did they ask you technical questions? Like, did you feel because of even because of the, the aviation courses that there was enough relevance there that, that it applied to what you were discussing in traffic? Or were you remembering the work that you had done before your career break when you were having those conversations? The courses in aviation really helped to bring me back to center in terms of just professional language. They were not per se transportation engineering type courses. And they were just to get me back in the professional Mm -hmm. world. Because you can just picture it. A person who takes a 13-year break, a parent, male or female, 
your home and you're dealing with kids, you're really interacting with the parents of your children's friends and classmates, their teachers, the school administration, and maybe the counselor at the school. And you're not really necessarily speaking to these people for the purpose of career or for the purpose Mm -hmm. of profession. So it was important to get back in speaking to other professionals. So in my interview, was I asked questions in aviation? Absolutely not. Did it matter that I had aviation? Yes, it did. Why? Because I was being hired for a position in integration management. And one of the things that's happening right now is that we're having an onslaught of new technology in the transportation industry. We do have vehicles talking to infrastructure on the roads. We do have vehicles talking to each other in terms of connected vehicles. We are on the you know, cutting edge of seeing the testing of electric vehicles and of vehicles that are auto- autonomous. And so, yes, everything that I did before was relevant. One of the key things that was really relevant, though, for those 13 years is the resilience that I, I think I, I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about resilience in a minute. I'm curious, though, something that you just said made me wonder, was there actual like proprietary software or, or, you know, software developments that had happened that you had to sort of learn like in a crash course once you're on the job? And what, like, how did you manage that process? Thanks for asking. There have been many <laughs> because as you can imagine, a lot of things changed. Everything, everything, all the applications changed. The way the way tasks were conducted changed. The, you know, what used to take four days could take 10 minutes. So yes, I had to learn quickly and uh, definitely onboard quickly. Fortunately, the department does have a good training program. There are mandatory training courses, but aside from that, there are job-related training courses that you need to take. So I have taken quite a few of those. It also sounds to me that there's so much innovation and technological innovation that's going on in transportation engineering, where you were just talking about electric vehicles and vehicles talking to each other, that maybe people who are even on the job already who didn't take career breaks are constantly getting training to learn new systems because they're they're being introduced for the very first time. Is that part of the that mix? That is correct. Yes, that is correct. That is part of the mix. That is, it is vital to stay sharpening the saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I think Stephen Covey is the one that coined that mm-hmm. phrase. Mm-hmm. And... Yes, you're constantly learning and constantly evolving in the industry. And it is that dynamic nature of the transportation industry that attracted me to begin with very early on when I was younger and even till today. Hmm. I want to just skip back now to the comment you made about resilience. And I wanted to know if you can talk to us a little bit more about that and and. There are many, it's kind of, it's complex uh, and it also involves confidence building and just wondering, how did you approach that? Did you, do you feel like you're inherently resilient or it's something you've built over time or specifically it came into play during the relaunch? Uh, Carol, <laughs> all my life, I feel like I've been 
evolving and evolving and relaunching and relaunching because I am an immigrant to the United States. I am originally from Jamaica and all my life it's been a change from one stage to the other, whether it was from high school to college meant literally moving from one country to the other. And I did it the, the, in extremes from one climate to another. I went to school in New Jersey where it snowed. I had never seen mm-hmm. snow. I'd never lived <laughs> in snow before. Mm-hmm. So you better believe that getting there in August by the middle of September, you better change <laughs> what you wear. <laughs> Are you going to freeze your bones mm-hmm. off? <laughs> For sure. Right? So I had to change. And and it requires a certain amount of resilience to do that, to then wear, you know, pounds of clothes just to stay warm and do what you normally do. And with maturity, with with just the geography of it all, and then with the knowledge, when you change from thinking of yourself as a child to now you're an adult, you have to take care of yourself, and you don't have any family around you when you just move from one country to the other. So you have to find your bearings all over again and, and figure out where you fit. So I feel like I have been maybe just forced by the regular passage of life to be resilient. One of the things I do know is that I have a very strong conviction that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am a Christian. I practice Christianity. And for me, Christianity is a practical, everyday way of life. Mm-hmm. Um. I also want to skip back to one point that you mentioned before we wrap up that I realized I didn't question you in more detail about. And that was when you, your former colleague um, told you about that opening that, that was online and you applied pretty much through regular channels. Were you surprised that your resume was able to make it through their systems and, and you were selected because you had, I mean, despite having a career break in there, or do you think the focus was more on your past experience plus that the part-time role that you had in the coursework? I believe right now that when my background was vetted for that position, that there was only good to be heard mm. because I had made quite a number of achievements in my career prior And so the years of break where I kept my foot in the door made, I'm sure it made an impression that, wait a minute, she hasn't quite just let go the rope. Mm -hmm. She's actually staying in the game. And I have never asked that question to my employer, but I probably should. I was interviewed by a panel, so I don't really know exactly who, who made the final decision that I would make it, Mm. make the cut to the interviews. Uh, but I have to tell you that I, I think I really scored highly. You must have, <laughs> because, <laughs> uh, you, you know, you had a panel interview and your resume, you know, you had achievements that obviously made you stand out, even though you had a career break on your resume and you're in this very complex role right now. Actually, I had a question about that in terms of the level of role that you went back into, was that commensurate with where you left or did you feel like you had to come in at a more junior level post-career break? Yes. 
I did have to come in at a more junior level. I have come in at a more junior level and yes, there is an income income gap and there's also a time on the job gap. So there, there are some reminders that, yeah, you know, you really weren't here for all that time because if you are here for all those 13 years, you'd be so much further mm-hmm. along. However, I think if I had to do it again and make the decision for family that I did, I would make the same decision mm-hmm. to take care of my family because I believe family is a priority and they come first. What I have been doing since I've gotten back in the game is that I have done over and above what I've been required to do. And I constantly stay in a learning process. I have had to unlearn old ways of being Mm -hmm. and relearn new ways of being and be open and receptive to learning new systems, learning the FDOT way and just staying um, educated, I say, for the next step or the next opportunity. Mm Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Arlene, I'm curious, you're two years in now, you, you've relaunched, you're established in your role. And I'm wondering if you look back, do you still consider yourself a relauncher and identify as a relauncher? <laughs> uh, well, right now, I am taking a course, a certification course in project management. Mm-hmm. It's associate project management. So I think, yes, I do consider myself, uh, I guess, a lifetime relauncher because Frank, when you are, when you're in a position and you need to go to another level, that's taking a lot of relaunching effort mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, well, we need to wind up now. And I want to ask you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what is your best piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something we've already talked about today? Wow. Uh, Carol, there's so much. I would start off by saying, believe in yourself, believe in your creator, and then make a decision on what you're going to do next. And when you make that decision, be willing to shift gears, find your tribe again, and be open and receptive to refresh unlearn some things and learn again and keep learning and then reach out to your network because once you came out of the game, you the onus is on you now to get back in the game. And so you're the one that is going to need to do the heavy lifting in terms of reaching out to colleagues and rebuilding your network. Those are what I would share with our listeners. Excellent, excellent advice and an excellent recap of of some of the the top strategies and what an example you've been of of every one of those. Uh, Arlene, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Carol, for having me. Thank you very much. And thanks for listening to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman-Cohen, the CEO and co-founder of iRelaunch and your host. For more information on iRelaunch conferences and events, to sign up for our job board and access our return to work tools and resources, go to iRelaunch.com. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it on Apple Podcasts and your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media. Thanks for joining us. 